Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. Dan and Lindsay Cummings, uh, comedians, come on for a very funny, funny segment. And then we go on to, to do the news as well. First, I'll tell you about LifeLock. 60% of Americans believe it's likely that identity theft will cause them a financial loss in the next year. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our info at risk on the Internet. In an instant, cybercriminals could harm your finances and credit. Good thing. There is LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they'll send you an alert. You'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist. Protect yourself with the best. LifeLock, right, Dawson? No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com, promo code ADAM. That's LifeLock.com, promo code ADAM, for 25% off. It's time for Nicaraguan Name That Movie with Adam's buddy, Oswaldo. See if you can guess which movie this famous line is from. Toro, I want to fit in with it, not in cancer anymore. If you said The Wizard of Oz. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're correct. Now, back to the show. Well, Dan Cummins and Lindsay Cummins has joined us. The podcast, Scared to Death, is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube as well. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having us. Good to see you, Adam. Hi. The... uh, the subject of the podcast, Scared to Death, it sounds in- intriguing to me. So let's uh, let's discuss. Go ahead. You want to take that? Yeah. I mean, I wanted to start it where I had this other podcast, Time Stuck, that's very analytical. And we did a few paranormal subjects that just weren't very fun to do on that show, like uh, Amityville, where I'm just analyzing everybody's background and like, well, he couldn't have seen this because he was mentally ill and this person had a criminal, whatever. And it just wasn't a very fun way to look into a ghost story. And I always like campfire tales and I'm a big Stephen King fan and just like a good horror movie. And so I thought like, well, what if we had a show where I try to find supposedly real encounters and just literally just try to scare my wife. <laughs> and, uh, and it worked so well initially that she actually almost had to stop doing the show because it was driving us crazy in our personal life. There was a lot of tears. <laughs> it was just every like bump in the house. And I'm like, no, that's just the house settling or a demon or a shadow person. And I'm like, easy, easy. I have the ultimate scary story for your wife. You shut the lights and you go, you know, when I was on the road last week in Phoenix, I hooked up with this chick and I have herpes. She will scream at the top of her lungs. There's nothing involving a hook on a van door that's going to be more terrifying than that news. Yeah. True, true. I love, uh, well, let's circle back for a second just because I realize I love scary movies and I haven't watched them in in 20 years and all I have to offer up is really The Shining. But uh, I want your top. Both of you and, and Brian as well, Sissy and, and, and Gina. What are three good scary movies? 
Please ask our well, guests. We, we, yeah. we just watched one uh, that was – I'm surprised. It was kind of a sleeper over here in the States. But it was a British one that came out last year, won a bunch of BAFTA awards or was nominated for a bunch, but it's called His House. Mm. And oh. just a really good – yeah, it's on Netflix. I've heard good things. And yeah. it's really good. It, 100% critical approval on Rotten Tomatoes, which sometimes will make me nervous. Yeah. I'm like, is it too artsy? But the fans were like 78% too. And I've literally never seen a horror movie ranked that high. Uh-huh. His House. Yeah. I'm going to write that down because I'm into oh, it's this. so good. It's on Netflix. You? She doesn't watch as many horror because they literally yeah. do Ryle. <laughs> it's it's a problem in our house because we try to watch them and I just put the blanket over my head. I'm like, is it over? Is it over? But The Conjuring, those yeah. that franchise is really good. James Wan does such a good Ooh. job. But like the first Conjuring movie, he's just he's really good. I think at like horror movie rhythms where you know he builds that tension and you think the jump scare is coming and then it mm-hmm. won't and you kind of let your guard down and then it pops you I, i'm a big fan of the the jump scares uh-huh. if i like I, I look at like a roller coaster ride it's like i want i want some let's have some big dips i don't need some slow burner that's gonna have a weird twist at the end and i'm like oh that was cute <laughs> and then that's it <laughs> I would, did any of you guys see Midsummer? Probably not. Yeah, I, I was waiting. Know, I was waiting for someone to mention that, that I haven't seen it, and I've heard it's incredible. It's uh, it's it's it's, it's disturbing. So weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I, but I prefer but weird. That's one for me. Yeah. So you okay. like the jump okay. scare? Okay. You that like one, I, the... I wanted more. Yep. Yep. I wanted more adrenaline. That mm. one, I'm like, all right, he's he's inside a bear. Uh, <laughs> no, <yeah>. a, <laughs> I'm still freaked out by like Silence of the Lambs or Kiss the say, Girls, like. Uh, a, that kind of shit gets me. Thriller. Yeah, oh. Silence of the Lambs and like Seven are the, like the ones that are rooted in like a creepy yeah. reality yeah. are the ones that scare the shit out of me. And a weird mm-hmm. coincidence, What's I posted box? a tweet today like asking, hey, uh, what is the movie that, that ter- uh, terrifies you most as a child, traumatize you as a child? A lot of people had The Fly. Yeah. A lot of people had Exorcist. Okay. A lot of people huh. had Shining. But the number one by far was Poltergeist, which oh, sure. isn't that scary? Oh, like, yeah. you're a kid. Yeah. You didn't have a giant tree in your front. Yeah, growing up. That's true. I would <laughs> say not. now it hasn't been made into a film, but if we had my parents' wedding video, <laughs> I think that would be number one, and then I'd go shining. <laughs> you have that reel to reel. Two classics. <laughs> two classics. <laughs> yeah, <I, laughs> the Corolla family haunting. That's I think right. guys, it, haunted house movies are always the classics because they're the most relatable. Like you, you're like, well, this this uh, entity has terrorized this family in this house, and I live in the house, mm-hmm. and I I have a family. So as opposed to like, we watched the autopsy of Jane Doe recently, Meh. and it was interesting. But the premise was, you know, this this corpse is kind of uh, uh, been ritualized. It was like this witch kind of ritual. It, it's really kind of high concept. Only the corpse, only people near this corpse can be affected by it. And I'm like, well, I'm not near a corpse. So I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, well, this yeah. like, I think the haunted house movies are always the best. They'll dovetail nicely into this um, concept that I've never had in my life. But I'm interested in what everyone thinks of it, which is, um, you know, the Cinerama Dome has been closed down. And if you would watch a movie about a haunted house in the Cinerama Dome, yeah. there's part of you that's attached to the screen, but there's a part of you that can hear a guy eating popcorn behind you. And all you have to do is look around, you know what I mean? So it would appear to me that if you could watch a movie about the horrors uh, and the wreckage of riding motorcycles without a helmet while riding a motorcycle, it would be that much more, (laughs) that much. I don't know how we pull it off with the cable. But it would be that much more horrifying, right? Plane so crash movie yeah. on a plane. if you're sitting in your house now watching Netflix 
And it would seem to me that they should start tailoring movies to your environment because if 75% yes. of the movies are going to be on a sectional sofa in a home, yeah. then a movie that's taking place, you know, The Shining, they're in a maze right. on the top of a ski chalet, which right. is still scary. But your environment being represented. Yes. That's that's so smart. And that yeah. makes me think if, yeah. if that's true, then you guys must love or we must have at least a reverence for paranormal activity and things that are really supposed to be going on. Like right. basically in your house. Hold on. Hold on. I got <laughs> yep, a pitch. Yep, yep. This one is about a sectional sofa that's possessed. <laughs> but you know, there's a Pat Oswald has a bit about a real horror movie uh, called Deathbed, the bed that eats people. Oh, I may have even oh, seen so the trailer. Let's get for in that. on that. Yeah, it's been a while. I heard that bit. Yeah. But yeah, it, it yeah. is kind of interesting. Oh, oh, like <laughs> if you sort of went. Well, is an average home two stories or one right. story? Because should we involve the staircase right, right, and right. like, and what's the average thing right. when they watch yeah. Netflix? Are you sitting on a sectional? Are you on a love seat? And you kind of worked all that, and yeah. then you just sort of wove it into the whole thing. Like, what is the average name for a husband? In this, if it's Aiden, Glenn, I heard a noise. Oh, yeah. Then make Glenn the name of the guy who's wielding the yep. axe. Right. Make it the most relatable. No, yeah. absolutely. You're the next James Wan. Let's go, Adam. And and <laughs> and I like watching them at home too. Another thing, you're talking about the the, the uh, watching a movie in the theater. Horror movies are so hard to watch in a movie theater. Well, because you got to watch in the right theater. Because with the you, right audience, with the right audience. Because if you do have that idiot behind you, uh, look on their phone too much or chewing on popcorn, it, they're the most fragile. Like mm. if it's like some uh, the hangover type, you know, comedy where whatever, I don't really I'm not emotionally invested. It's just like gags and laughs. Right. Fine. But, but I'm a I'm a, a horrible person sometimes to watch a horror movie because it's like very firm. Like there's a lecture before the movie. Nobody talks. <laughs> uh, we don't move around too much. I think I've no seen you at the arc. The I've, dog. I've seen you at the, the arc light. light. <laughs> I saw you at the arc light when you commandeered the microphone <laughs> and pushed that guy. Move over, Junior. I'll handle the crowd. But we had to. Oh my god! When we were living in LA, we had to stop going to the movies for a while. Yes, uh, the L- Lamley, the Lemley, the Lemley. I lost my mind, and I thought like, <laughs> I'm like three teenage girls. Oh, right. this is a and good horror movie. Dudes, so it's not just girls, but it was a quiet. It was a Ryan Reynolds, some indie movie. That was so was good. A, I can't remember what it was. The buried no one was it? So the voices very quiet. The voices. The one he's oh. buried in the pine box. Was it that one? It wasn't that one. I thought, yeah, because I've seen that no. one too. Was it Mississippi one was like, Grind? Was north somewhere. Was it Deadpool? <laughs> Mississippi Grind. <laughs> Perfect. And it was so quiet. And uh, and these these three like teens were just like they just talking, talking. And I did the like the stink guy, and that didn't work. And they're like, hey guys, we're trying to enjoy this. That didn't work. And then they kept going. And I had snapped a few times previously. Uh-huh. Um, I was also on the, now that I'm remembering, I was on the yes. steroid cream. Yes, this so is this, true. This is when I stopped taking that because <laughs> I was having these little flashes of too much testosterone. It was I, a special time in our life. <laughs> and I just, in the middle of this quiet, small theater, I was like, shut the fuck up. Wow. <laughs> You're not at your house. You're not at your, go fuck. And I just wait. <laughs> and then I will say they left. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everybody else, it was very tense. <laughs> I enjoyed the rest of the movie immensely because it was I, very quiet from that point on. I got to say, you living at the intersection of roid rage and nerd rage is yeah, a dangerous. very interesting place to hang your shingle because I fell equal part nerd and roid in yes. that outburst. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it I, must, Lindsay, it must be 
Uh, the only thing, okay, let me explain what is worse than being at a theater with the three teens talking. The worst thing is is sitting next to the person who set the countdown clock for the explosion. That is the most Thank uncomfortable you. place to be, whether it's a restaurant or movie theater. When you're with that, that could be your dad, could be your stepdad, could be your husband, could be your wife. Right. And you know that person's mm-hmm. going to go off. Yep. And they'll yep. start with the little indicators, like, what are they even in here for? You know, little comments like that. You know, it's now a countdown That's to right. a crazy, embarrassing explosion, That's exactly which is right. very uncomfortable. Were you were you sitting yeah. in That's the theater of- as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's a, for a while, that was a lot of social interactions. I feel like the script has flipped, flipped. like now I'm oh. more. I think it's just because yeah. of COVID, right? We've been at home for so long and I only have Dan and our two kids and our dogs to yell at. Like, I really need to yell at somebody else. They're, they ignore me now. It's completely lost on them. They don't give a shit. So now I'm like, Ugh, I'm really tense. So when, you know, someone's crossing the street, I'm like, hurry the fuck up. What are you doing? Come on. Yeah, I like, worry I'm more really, about you. But for, yeah. for many years, it was definitely... Uh, and the kid, <laughs> the the kids too, like uh, very much like when's dad going to embarrass us in public in public next? Uh-huh. Right. It was. Uh, we, but that's we what you're supposed to do it. with kids. True. True. I'm doing a good job of it, apparently, because uh, <laughs> when friends come over, it's like, please, please don't say that. Yeah. Please don't say this. Once they get to please a certain age, way. trauma, traumatizing them and embarrassing them is a very fine line. At like at 12 right, or 13 right. years yes. old. Yeah, my poor yeah. daughter. And Gina, you have a stepkid, right? I do. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and he's he's a little yeah. guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. what? But his favorite thing, and I've said this on the show before, it, he's tough to take to movies because um, he loves a, a good audience and he loves a quiet room. And usually, he'll announce that he farted right <laughs> as the na- uh, lights go down because everybody around us laughs, and he loves that that feeling of people laughing when he's talking. My daughter had that awesome. moment because yeah. she like had her friend in the car a couple weeks. Ago and I was like, "You guys back in school yet?" And the friend was like, uh, "No, we're not back because of COVID." And I was oh, like, God. "Not because of COVID." Thank your governor. <laughs> and my 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 daughter was like, "Dad, no, 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 no rants about Newsom. No rants about Newsom." Uh, that, that's awesome. It was like it yeah, was like. He's- that scene in Monty Python, like no singing, no singing. Like she like slid in and was like waving, waving the band off. Uh, my 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 sons listen to enough of my stuff to know that I have no shame about myself. Like I've just done the most like grotesque stand up bits or whatever about the most you know things that most people would take to their grave. So when I threaten him to like, hey, Lai, let me ask this uh, waitress if uh, she's into you. Like, he right. knows that I oh, yeah. would do that. So he's like, no, no, I will leave. I'll leave. I'll walk out. You know, like, I love that. He's 15, so it's a great time it to is fun. really, really. Oh, really it's so good. Yeah. Oh, my, so my daughter, all I have to do is ask. It's it's so funny because it was such a part of my childhood. I always ask her friends, like, what do your parents do? And I always get like, dad. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know. That was my I grew up with. What's your line, bub? Right, you know, right. what line you in? What do you do? You know, I yeah. I always uh, even that's now embarrassing, <laughs> sacred territory that we cannot tread upon. I think I think when you're a 14 year old girl, any questions are like a no, no fly yep. zone. Right. Yeah. Yep, just don't talk to my friends. Yeah, our daughter is 13, and we're just starting to see the beginnings of like, okay, yep, we're not cool anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she just 
please don't say anything. Please pick me up in this parking lot at this time. Right. And every time I go, there's no one else around. <laughs> and, and we let our kids talk about whatever with us. And they have the most absurd senses of humor oh and they can use profanity, like whatever. Like we let them get it out of their system. So that's been interesting to see how they behave when their friends come over now. And they're like goody two shoes, <laughs> very quiet because like when it's just us. A running gag forever is that my daughter Monroe is my other son. He's my most important <laughs> son, but his, but his dick fell off when he was little, and and like and she is she has taken this joke and she'll oh, yeah. she'll say sexist things and be like women, am I right? And like high five me, like making fun of Lindsay, and then <laughs> it's so out of control. She's like, it feels good to be a dude, right? Like all this stuff, but then like when her friends come oh, over, God. it's no, do no. not bring up a hint of any of that. Last well, week she was talking about how her dick was in the fridge fermenting growing because she wants to make sure hers is bigger than her brother's before mm. they reattach it. Wow. She should grow her it. house is interesting. She should grow that dick like I used to do avocado pits. You put the toothpicks in them, <laughs> the you put it in the windowsill, you let the sun hit it. And <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, I would love I would love to pitch that activity to my kids. Like, don't throw away that avocado pit, kids. Why, Dad? Whoa. Buckle up for excitement. We're going to put toothpicks in it. We're going to put half of it in a cup of water. We're going to put it on the windowsill in nine weeks from now. You're going to see a sprout. A tiny sprout. Come out of it. It's going to be awesome. It's just a waste of my time. Oh, Jesus Christ. We used to pass for entertainment. Dan, and I'll ask Lindsay the same question. It, it's crazy that our kids, all, all of our kids in our lives have comedians or authors or podcasters or whatever the fuck we do, entertainers, you know, as, as a living. Yeah. It would have been mind-blowing for me, I think, as a kid if my parents were yes. you know, entertainers. But what did your parents do? We'll start with Dan. Uh, my, <laughs> my dad is, uh, when I was young, he was a logger. So he was, uh, he fell, you know, trees up in this little town, Riggins, Idaho, outside of there. And my, my mom did not work, but they got married. Like she was right out of high school. Yeah. Like 18, uh, 19. got married and then got pregnant with me. And then, um, we moved to Alaska where he did construction. And then my mom was like a homemaker. And then after they divorced when I was eight, he went, he still did construction. And then my mom just was, uh, I guess the clerk at the grocery she store. Oh, she worked at the grocery store. And then she was a teller at the bank. bank the longest yeah. job she had was a bank teller. And then my dad's, uh, you know, some, some type of construction after logging his whole life. Yeah, no a, one really knows what your dad does. My dad's a mystery. My dad, he, he goes overseas and who knows? He could be killing who people. Knows? He could be doing construction. We don't really understand. But it doesn't get much more manly than logger, right? I mean, that's. He's a, he's a manly dude. I, uh, I was intimidated by that kind of growing up because <laughs> this is so weird. But one of my earliest memories of my dad is watching him fight two other men at an intersection because uh, they flipped him off at a stoplight. So he decided to get out of the truck and start throwing punches. Oh, and, got another and, and like I've never done anything that man. Never, never yeah. in my whole life. No, you, you scream at teenage girls. And I, I also scream at guys sometimes. Come on. <laughs> kind of defining moment. How old were you? How old were you when your dad threw down with the guys in the intersection? I must have been five, four or five. You know, it was a pretty early memory. Yeah, he was. Uh, frightened or impressed? Uh, honestly, both. Honestly, I was a little frightened at one point because he was beating one. I have, I do remember it. It was such a like a intense thing. He was beating up one guy, and then another guy came out of the passenger, and, and he had something. I can't remember. He was holding something in his hand, but it was not a fair fight. Your daughter's. And then I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna kill my dad. 
Mm-hmm. And then, a, and then it was so intense. And then a guy from a gas station near this intersection came over with like a, a tire jack. Oh my god! And defended my dad. It was like it was pretty intense. And he had a huge welt on his head where one of the guys hit him with something. But also, you know, when that was all over, I was like, my dad is the coolest man alive. <sighs> yeah. He <clears throat> bought two dudes at the stoplight. <laughs> and then you get, and then when you get older and have kids, I'm like, that was insane. Why would you ever get out of your car to fight two guys at a stoplight? With your kid in the <laughs> like, backseat. so unnecessary. I know. Well, I know. Over, because they flipped him off. <clears throat> wow. Well, he was in a truck, so he was probably in the front seat, right? Because didn't yeah. have – that yeah. was a be- – your dad was a bench seat man, <laughs> if I know your dad. No child seat facing the wrong direction. Uh, yeah, he did have over the – yeah, yeah. The oh, Silverado? I, I think it was – Could be. Guys fighting in the street is – it's down a lot now. Now women are fighting in the street, but guys used to throw down more. And it was like, I think there were two yeah. reasons. A, nobody filmed everything. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't the whole litigation oh. thing was kind of out the window. And then B, you could be pretty confident that there wasn't going to be much more than a tire iron involved. Now there's a possibility right. of firearms right. yeah. or machete or something. Everyone right. is so batshit crazy and hopped up on bath salts. Yep. Like now you're going to get fucking AIDS from wrestling with a guy in the street because his machete's <laughs> polluted, you know. Back then, it was kind of a simpler fisticuffs, fisticuffs kind of move and no one was going to be the worse yeah. for wear in terms of information right. because no one's gonna, no one had a ring doorbell. So <laughs> No one's going to call child services because <laughs> you right. left your kid in the car to go beat two dudes yeah. up. <laughs> right. right. My dad talks about this because I was like, man, that's so crazy. I'm like, I haven't had experiences like that or I used to you know, talk to him about that and he was just like, yeah, it's a different era. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has like, he had five brothers and most of them got in lots of fights too. And uh, he's like, yeah, you weren't worried about somebody pulling a knife or, you're, you know, pulling a gun, even though they all had guns. They just was a different culture, I guess. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Lindsay, what yeah. did your dad do? And mom? Nothing that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up in Cleveland. So my parents, my dad worked for Ford Motor Company the vast majority of my life prior to that, he was like, you know, a salesman for this set or the other. But once he got in at Ford, that was it. He was on that trajectory. And my mom was an office manager. I mean, like, that's what we would call it now. She was a secretary, right? Mm -hmm. So that was her whole life until I was in college. My mom is, we call her St. Joan. My Mm -hmm. mom is so incredible. Like if Martha Stewart and Mother Teresa had a baby, it would be my mom. Like she's just so, and she's such a fucking badass too. Mm -hmm. It's just this, incredible combination but you know she married she says i graduated in june and i got married in november and my parents were married for 22 years before they split up and then my mom raised my brother and i put herself uh through school. multiple jobs yeah oh she she would deliver the local newspaper at 4 30 in the morning then she makes sure get off to school go to her day job then go to college she and she went all the way wow. back to get her master's and god bless her she like is crushing it she works for the cleveland clinic she has a big job mom. and She's Damn. amazing. Does she yeah. want to adopt yeah, us? Wow. Oh, my God. I'll share. She's really great. <laughs> she is. She really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, She's sweet. I think I'm going to have to get my kids a laminate so they can read from it because <laughs> oh. I leave it, leaving it up to those yeah, two I when wouldn't. they get older. What's your dad? He did a pod cart and he would like bloviate into a tweeted a lot mic and then he like anger people give money because they were angry claim people wanted to hear it something anyways best that he's passed on and <laughs> let's not bring this up again
Yeah, I realize we're going to have to educate our kids because they're going to round way the fuck down. We're not going to hear anything about celebrated author or any of that. That ain't coming up. No. No. Yeah. It is different having like intellectual, not intellectual, but like artistic, I guess, type jobs where you're just a creator of some kind, conversationalist, whatever, as opposed to these jobs where people like made things. Like like her dad worked in the Ford factory that made the the V6 like EcoBoost engine that's in my Ford. Like he actually mm-hmm. might have worked, put some rivets on like the engine in my, and I, and I think that's so cool. And like my dad can build a house from he can do the foundation. It's like I I, I can't do any of the. I, I can talk, and I'm lucky that enough people are interested in hearing me talk that I can pay the bills. It's like yeah. it's a weird, weird difference. I am a master carpenter, but none of that shit's coming up either when my kids describe <laughs> your kids me because that was pre kids, right? Like yeah, like way pre kids. When you were like, yeah, a long time ago, like, I mean, oh, I yeah, that yeah. Stuff, but when you did it for work. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was my job. The, the people I always the, the the dads we should feel most sorry for is the daughter of the Navy pilot, mm, okay. because she's like he flew off the ship or something with like they like fought with migs or something like i don't know what it was (laughs) it's like what do you fly what do i don't know if it's an f F 415 or an f something he went off the 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 battleship carrier yeah 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 right he just did that for me yeah he he flew upside down inverted over mig and took a picture like like in top uh (laughs) top gear over there yeah top hat yeah top hat something like that i don't know He's got a bunch of stories. Do your, <laughs> do your families really understand like what you guys do, is, is especially like how big the podcast is? Uh, I know that my family, just having the, the backgrounds they oh my do. Oh, God, it's great. They, they, they don't, they've never listened. They don't even know how a podcast works. <laughs> like, like they, have, they don't understand this world at all. They don't even know how to listen to a podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I'll be a one-upper so here. Like, like with them, yeah. I was on Dancing with the Stars. My dad doesn't even know how to watch network oh, primetime TV. He's he's like, Dad, hey, son, did you get eliminated last night? It's like, well, you you could have tuned in and ask literally I, anyone in America. That's right. Yeah, you can find the highlights on YouTube pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. there's so many ways to get that. Yeah, I don't. It, there was a. It's a totally different world. So I have to feign interest about things with my kids that are inherently uninteresting, right? And then oh our God. parents have to feign disinterest <laughs> on things that are wildly interesting <laughs> that we're doing. <laughs> and those seem uh, to be the, the rules, those right? Those choices. Yeah, sad. Adam, what's the, what's the thing that you have to fake interest in the most with your kids? Because our son, Kyler, is into some oh. weird shit. That like like uh, Irish folk music. He's yeah. teaching himself Norwegian. What? Ooh. It's pretty nerdy. He, That's he likes, good he likes though. Yeah. It is. I know nerds rule the world. I get it. When I was a teen, I was burning things and breaking into places. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. uh, thank you, God, for giving me a nerd. Teaching so himself Norwegian. So I don't know. That don't sounds know, pretty killer to me. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. It's inane. I I like it. I. It was a couple things. I don't do too much of it with my son because, like, when he was into Pokemon, I'm like, no way. Yeah. You're going you're gonna, to gonna make fun of yourself <laughs> in five years when I, we talk all this Pokemon bullshit. But it's really more <laughs> stuff like 
it's more like the travel sports, like the volleyball tournaments, my daughter's volleyball. She's got three of them coming up in Vegas. And it's like, we have to oh, get man. on an airplane to watch our daughter play volleyball? Yeah, that's what you do. And you got to get a hotel because it oh. takes place. Who's and this we? There's this no, there is no end date. Like, so when I grew up, right. I played Pop Warner football. And like, here were the rules, essentially. I played for the East Valley Trojans. Our home field was North Hollywood High. It was the high school that's closest to your house, essentially. If, in fact, you're playing a home game on a Saturday, the games were Saturdays during the day. That could be at 12 o'clock or 2 Mm o'clock or 10 a.m., you know, but it was like one of those. It was a two-hour commitment, and it ended, and you could go home. So you could, like, walk across the street, go watch the noon game on a Saturday, and then the game would end, and then everyone would go home. And if it was, like, an away game, like we had to go to, like, Canoga Park or Chatsworth or something, it was a hard pass with with my family. (laughs) Fine. They're not going to drive all the way to fucking Chatsworth 14 minutes to watch me play football for two hours. But, like, fine. It was easy. Now the new rules are... Well, what's going on with the volleyball tournament? Well, we don't know. Because they win their first game, then they're going to do... Now, if they win four games, you have to quit your fucking job and move to Henderson. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. They play a month from now. But if they lose the second game, then we can... Now you sit in the audience and pray for defeat of your daughter's team. You're literally like, fuck, I hope they get eliminated because I'm starving and I don't want to move to Henderson. Like, there's no, oh, and then they win, they come back the next day. No. And they're like, well, I got to work the next day. Well, you better hold off because we got to figure this out. It's Your like, daughter bricks a serve. Like, yes. Yeah, yes. You, you do root. You end up rooting against the kids because if they, yeah. if they succeed, you have to hang out for yeah. another, another day. No it's, hard out. Yeah, it's such, such a different world. Like, Tyler got into soccer when he was younger, and, and I just, I don't like it. I know, I know it's the world's most popular sport. No, I hate no it. No part of me cares about it. Yep. And so that, there was that. And then he had this expectation. And a lot of other parents would do this where everybody would show up to watch the practice. And then mm. you're like, like sad if you, if you don't go to the practice. I'm like, what? Like, and they were little. So it's like, A, you guys suck. You guys suck during the games. <laughs> and then B, it's like you suck worse during practice. Like, this is pain. It's like watching paint dry. Yeah, and I, but my parents would have never in a million years done that. They didn't watch most of my games when I did play. They they would have literally laughed in my face. Yeah, if I was no, like, hey, can you come watch me practice? Yes. No parents were ever expected to go to a practice. You drop the kid off. No. And pick them they, up they are. There is practice attendance now. Not interested. Oh yeah, that's so dance moms. That's Why a would thing. they do that? Yes. yes. I don't get. Thank you. Thank you it for understanding my. Thank you. We go to the observation right? loft. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a new world order. I don't think it's helping the kids because nope. you cannot have a whole childhood of people watching you no. practice. And then that then goes to you becoming an adult and like getting into the work world. And someone tells you, like, take right? out the trash right. and then go make a Starbucks run. And you're like, who's going to view this? Right. And it's majesty. And it's like, nobody hit the fucking bricks. <laughs> like. We we were used to it. We were we were completely acclimated. By the time I got to a construction site, it was just one more old alcoholic yelling shit for me to do, and I was totally used to it at that point. Yeah, and that that that's good. I mean, we talk about that with our kids. We'd see these other parents and the coaches. Everything's positive. Everything's you're doing great. You're doing great. I remember I I felt a little bit like a monster at the time, but my Kyler like will point this out now is a thing of like I'm glad you did that where. 
we had, we had we watched this game. So this was actually a game. Uh-huh. And they got they were terrible. It was a terrible league of terrible teams, and they were the worst team in the terrible <laughs> league. And at this point, he was one of the worst players. Wow. On the, one of the worst teams. He did, wow. Because he, he wouldn't practice. He wouldn't practice at home. He wanted to dress the cool, wear the cool stuff. Yep. He had all the gear. Yep. Do his hair like Lionel Messi, but not actually practice outside by himself and, and do that stuff. And so we're, we're leaving it. And I was like, hey, man, how do you think you did today? And he was like, good. Really good. And I'm like, yeah, how do you, how do you think the team did? And he's like, oh, we did great. I was like, hey, buddy, you lost 12 to 1. <laughs> and at one point, you were walking the wrong way, chasing a bug or something. When you should have been. I'm like, let's talk about great. I'm like, that was not great. That was absolutely terrible. Like, you guys, you don't practice. But we had this whole thing. And I'm like, you talk about Lionel Messi. I'm like, you know what Lionel Messi was doing at your age? He was practicing six, seven hours a day. Like constantly because he wanted to be great. I'm like, I'm not going to keep showing up if you're not going to put any effort whatsoever into this stuff. And then he was like, okay. And then after that, he was done playing soccer. (laughs) 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 But then he found music and now he loves that. And now he works really hard at it. He gets good. He focuses on academics. Like, but I just, I hate that like rewarding kids continually Mm -hmm. for just bullshit. It's like, cause you, that's what I think of the workforce. I'm so you're glad force and you're going to suck. I am so yes. happy to hear you because I don't I don't get pushback on this, but because we have a five year old at home and there's so much. I don't know where he's getting it, but there's a lot of like, look at this, but I worked really hard on it. And I'll look at yeah. it and I go, no, you didn't. You didn't work hard on this. And he looks at me like I'm a monster. I'm like, I've seen you work hard. And when you work hard, I'm very impressed. You did not work hard on this. Yeah. Therefore, go put it in the trash. Go put it in your room. But it's not staying here because you're saying it because they, they try to bullshit you. Oh, my son. Yes. My son should be put in a fucking gulag for the lies he tells. And I'm not saying tortured in a gulag, just confined, right. just confined. I'm not a weirdo. We sit and watch movies frequently in the movie theater I fucking built because I'm a carpenter and now I'm a rich carpenter. So that's a good combo in terms of home theaters. And I'd been bugging him, like, when I was building the theater, like, could you help me build the riser, like, come out to the garage? He put in about 14 minutes one day. Like, he literally went out the garage and slid a piece of plywood, like, 10 10 feet. Yeah, he did Ben (laughs) Shapiro at the Home Depot. And when we sit in the theater (laughs) and we watch the movies, I go, pretty, pretty cush, sitting in the theater, dad built. And he goes... The theater we built. Wow. <laughs> wow. You out. Uh, I love it. I will do that too. I do. You know, the other thing that's comical about it is that that cavalcade of bullshit would work on everybody else in America yeah. except, except for one human it. being. The guy who's sitting yeah. next to him. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Should we, uh, you guys want to hang around, do some news with us? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back and do the news right after this. Give me the news with Grad. News with Gino Grad. Breaking viral. Weird crime protest politics. Give me news with Gino Grad. Stuff they saw on TMZ. Joe Biden. Coming out, big news with Gina Gina Grad. 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 The news with Gina Grad. Well, it's-
it's not often we start the show with something kind of fun and funny. So let's uh, let's mix it up today. Uh, this happened a couple days ago, but we didn't get to it. So let's let's take a look at it. This very protective husband in North Carolina leapt into action to save his wife from a rabid bobcat in a now very viral video from the oh, last yeah. couple days. Oh yeah, I saw uh, it. So in home security footage that hit Twitter on Thursday, the day uh, was just normal. You see this couple. Uh, the guy, by the way, who did this heroic act, this manly man, his name is Happy. Happy Wade. He offered a chipper good morning to the jogger passing by. He put some brownies on the uh, hood of his car to sort of get situated to open the car. And then his wife, Christy, made this crazy noise or like a, a animal made a noise, started attacking her. You see it on the uh, home security. I'll tell you a little bit more about it in a minute. But this is what the actual attack looked like. It's happening in between the two cars. Yeah, they're both. It's like the it's actually the same. It's kind of interesting. Pause it for a second. It We're talking about that uh, video of the cop that shot right. the chick for stabbing. This exact same vantage point. So oh, it wow. must be the ring, the ring, new ring mounted. mounted whatever garage you can mm. see the street. It's in, And I think it's motion activated. That's why that would make sense. it's not running the whole time, but why we see it now. Go ahead. L- listen to Happy's play-by-play. <laughs> Just jumps right on her. She's running. Happy grabs the bobcat. Holds it over his head. Like the lion king. Oh my god. Throws it. Throws it. It's tropic thunder right there. Tries to scare it. Runs right back. Yeah, he's awesome. Shoot that fucker. Yeah. Wow. Not so happy. So let me just tell you a little more. He ultimately did shoot the bobcat, uh, realized it had to be sick or, you know, like probably a rabid because that's not what they do. Um, its body was sent to or a lab. Or did he want to shoot a bobcat who attacked his wife? Like, Maybe. How much but, analysis can you do? Well, he did. They did end up happy. And Christy uh, did have to get treated for rabies and they got 30 Ooh, rabies yeah. shots. No. So he, uh, he walked the walk just to, because apparently that is not bobcat behavior. Just start randomly attacking the neighbors. Oh, I get it. I'm saying I still think he wanted to yeah. shoot the bobcat. Oh, sure. I'm all for it. Twisting to shoot the bobcat. <laughs> Also, I think even the bobcat after all that, like the pelt or something to yeah. you know, make it do a Yeah. Got to be hat. That's got to be a cause for post-traumatic stress disorder, like being able so. to walk. Every, you walked out your car in the morning, were attacked by bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. You never feel comfortable walking between cars. Every right? time you see a tray of brownies. <laughs> yeah. That guy's funny because on that tape at the beginning, he was saying hi to everybody mm-hmm. and asking about coffee yeah. or something like that. And then he went right into bobcat killing mode. That's good. And – uh it's good. I, whoa, here's the thing. I don't want to be cynical. Okay. But who do you think installed the ring camera on top of the garage? Him most or the likely. wife? Oh, def- most likely him, of course. So he was aware we were rolling on this. Oh. I'm saying if he hadn't mounted that thing four days earlier, don't you think he would have done a shoulder roll back into the house and slammed the door? <laughs> Every man for himself. And I don't want to take it a step further. How do we know it wasn't planned? 
Yeah. How do we know this mysterious yeah, bobcat that no one's was, spoken right. to? The blocking right. was pretty good. Seemed pretty well orchestrated <laughs> yeah. to this mark. podcaster. Yeah. He was there. Oh, the brownies will be a nice touch. <laughs> that's a sweet touch. I'd probably had a publicist like, I take yeah, the brownies. But they're made of styrofoam. Don't read like brownies. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a charlatan. Really Suspect. happy? Yeah. 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 That was gilding the lily, calling him happy. Yeah, Morose Johnson. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Use your Christian name, would you? (laughs) I didn't realize we were catching a fraudster. Yes. I I want this guy vetted because we could have um we could have a full oh shit, what's his name? Speaking of oh God. I'll think of his name. Wait, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, let's talk. Jesse Smollett. Thank you. The white Jesse Smollett. <laughs> oh. Pissy Smollett. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's a ruse. That the best follow-up story. Uh, he set up the whole thing. There's like video of him like exchanging, you know, some kind of currency with the Bobcat. Right. A couple ni- Nigerian guys yeah. seen coming in and out of the that's house right. days earlier. Right. Setting it up. In really good shape. Yeah, if that camera uh, panned four foot to the left, you'd see a guy holding a cage in khaki shorts just shoving the bobcat out of the little travel cage. Jerga says, we got to cut this show short. I got to talk to my new client, Happy. That's right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, Snoop Dogg is insinuating something, and it has people talking. Is Snoop even his real name? <laughs> Remember for five minutes when he went by Snoop Lion? Mm-hmm. Uh, his new song implies that he smoked weed with Barack Obama. Uh, Fox News reports that in his new album, From the Streets to the Sweets, there's a line from his track Gang Signs that has many people wondering uh, who he got high with. Well, because he, he names a bunch of them. Here's a clip from the song. Riding through the ghetto, all you hear is the slides. Everybody throwing up gang signs. Throwing up gang signs. Four fifteens with the zap on my lap. Riding through the ghetto, all you hear is the slides. Everybody throwing up gang signs. Throwing up gang signs. Still sipping gin and juice while smoking marijuana. I bet you never blew with Obama. Crip walking with my homegirl Martha. While I'm passing joints to Madonna. Who wanna smoke with Snoop? Let's have a smoke or two. Puff, puff, pass. That's what real smokers do. So. It's like a parody of Snoop Dogg. It does. And there's a, they're featuring a guy, Mozzie? Moosey? In the middle that may uh, strengthen that theory. Oh, no. But, um, but yeah, Madonna, Martha Stewart, President Obama, or maybe it's yeah. Michelle. Who knows? Mm. Oh, yeah, we Could got the Martha Obama. Clinton. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. Martha Stewart. That's Martha. Right. Oh, wait. Who's the uh, MTV DJ? Martha Quinn. Quinn. Quinn Martha yes. Quinn. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It, it, most likely, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I yeah. Can't, uh, I can't wait for weed to be legalized to the point where it's like it's just nobody cares at all about like the president. Like, like we're, they just smoke it in the Oval Office in the evenings just to like unwind. I feel <laughs> like we're on our way. We're there. Yeah. We're I, I, I we're moving in a good direction. I don't understand why everyone just who lives in SoCal, at least, who wants to smoke weed, doesn't cultivate a couple plants in the backyard. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, the feds and the helicopters, but yeah, I know bigger problems. I know people that are yeah. doing it. It seems pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. It's a, it's a weed, man. It grows. It likes this environment. Indeed. I'm also kind of wondering, every time I talk to someone, I go, how'd your brother make so much money? It's like, he does the weed business. Like, there's so many yeah. places where they're growing how could the consumption match the production? Like, there's just endless, <laughs> endless, you know, um, tents yeah. filled with bud yeah. everywhere. It's like, 
how what percentage of people smoke this much or need this much? Like, is it being exported to other states? Now I, that there's legal I, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know I but don't know if you can. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, the state the state stuff. We have some friends at Can like Cannaburst. Cannaburst that they uh, they do. They just went to Oklahoma to start like an operation there, but they've they've uh, done these edibles. Oh, they're so good! Oh my god, they're the best in Washington. But then they couldn't like when they opened up a new thing in Oklahoma, they couldn't just take the Washington stuff to Oklahoma. They had to set up. They had to re do their whole business operation in Oklahoma from the ground up to cater to that market. So they deal with a lot of weird. Oh, stuff you know, you it's can't a, just bounce it around in a weird weed related thought. I saw Alex Berenson, who started off by writing a books on wrote a book on weed and like it was dangerous. Oh, yeah. it wasn't, I'm oversimplifying it, but it's interesting. Moved on to COVID and stuff. Um, he said the uh, homeless guy who we said was high on basalts mm-hmm. and like ate that guy's face. No basalts in him. Weed, which is what? something we just ran with the basalts. But he said they did an autopsy on the guy and they had he had weed in him and not basalts. Mm, and, I've eaten some crazy shit. Hi, but that I've never, it's never but at would, all, uh, I thought I would be a cannibal. That that can't that, be right. Would that exacerbate a mental illness that was already Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, guessing yeah. that's what it is. But, but we still want basalts, well, which is weird. When basalts became the boogeyman, like yeah, what do we know about basalts? Nothing. It was all kind of based on yeah. somebody saying basalts in that thing. But according <laughs> to him, and he's an investigative journalist. Right. I mean, he's a serious guy. Right. He said they did the autopsy and there was no wow. basalts. Wow. With, but there was weed. But look, there's weed in half the homeless guys. I don't know that that caught. He's not saying that caused right. it, but it, there wasn't any yeah. basalts, which is interesting. And a kind of interesting peek behind our psychological curtain as a society. It's like someone goes basalts and then we all go basalts, right. basalts, blah, blah, and then it just, yeah. It, yeah. it just is. And then five years goes by and we all know it. Right. Because that's all we know. Well, and it's, it's like, you know, what countries are we friends with? You know, it's like, we have no beef with Japan, but it wasn't always like that, or we have no beef, you know, whatever. And think of all I like, got a fucking Kobe beef going with Japan because I had thank some you. of that shit the other day. Delicious. And I am Succulent. ruined. I get ruined. it. But then you think of like the reefer madness, and it was like the devil's oh cabbage. And yeah. it's like now we just, we have a new, we have a new boogeyman. Uh, so where are yeah. you guys, by the way? Uh, we're in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where th- oh. there's no. We're right by the border of Washington, so we can go. We can go 15 minutes to mm-hmm. weed, but you know we can't buy it in you know locally. Oh wow! Not 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 in a store, not in a dispensary. Yeah, got it. Uh, so the square where George Floyd was murdered um, by uh, ex now ex Minnesota cop Derek Chauvin has a sign with special rules for white people, according to the New York Post. So done and a, done. There's a placard. I will take your fucking word for it. I'm not vacationing there. There's a placard, and we'll show it to you, at the entrance of George Floyd Square in Minnesota. And it's, it says it's a sacred space for community, public grief, and protest. But most of the instructions are listed under five orders for white people in particular. <laughs> Here they are. This doesn't feel official. Mm. First things, right, right, right. They, <laughs> so many pamphlets. They yeah. just moved a bunch of dirt to the middle of the intersection. You can't tell when you look at the picture, but it's just the intersection, and they just moved a bunch of dirt to the middle of it and made it a roundabout. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Right. Okay. No, this is again. I want to put a deck on my house. I got to pull a permit and blow a guy from Department of Building and Safety. You want to fucking make an island in the middle of an Grab intersection? You you can. Yeah, we can probably find a picture of it somewhere. I don't know where Max Zapata went to. Did he go somewhere? 
the uh, third the third yeah, bullet the point that has to be this has to be uh not official i just love that like basically like uh for white people don't bring your bad white people energy essentially is yeah, what you're saying yes to I'll, the uh to the area exactly let me let me break it down for you it says decenter yourself and come to listen learn mourn and witness remember you are here to support not to be supported be mindful of whether your volume, pace, and movements are supporting or undermining your efforts to decenter yourself. What? Seek to contribute to the energy of the space rather than drain it. Bring your own process to other white folks so that you will not harm BIPOC. This is written by a white chick. Probably. Consider if you want like or yo- need yoga class instruction. <laughs> yeah, I know. Decenter. Consider if you want or need to take photos and post them and don't post without consent from the people in them. Bring your own process to other. Oh, we did that one. Um, while many on social media supported the sign, others spoke out against it. One person saying, "How would this have been perceived if Muslims were, Muslims were given this sign after 9-11? Right? Wouldn't have probably uh, that, that, fared well. That's an interesting logic thing. Just with I think with people in general, it's like if you if you can put if it's wrong to put one gender, race, culture, whatever in the blank then it's wrong for all of them. I'm amazed how many people seem to kind of miss that. It's like, uh, you know, when you have the argument of like, well, if you switch this with black, would it be okay? No. Well, well then it's not okay. Well, <laughs> you know, it's like, we can, people, I don't know. Kalen, where's Chris? Where'd Chris go again? Uh, he's in the back talking to some guests. Oh. That's code for um, flambeing and sous vide. I was just, all right. <laughs> I feel like we're still doing the show. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> All right, the well, maybe it's, maybe it's something. But. The fuck? All right, anyway, um, we have the uh, picture of the, the wow. intersection. They took over the whole intersection. I like that intersection. Yes. That's pretty cool. All right, put Dan and uh, Lindsay up, please. I can see him. Yeah, my, look, the, the, the thing about all of this stuff is at first blush, it sounds sort of reasonable. Like you would go... Well, what's wrong with having a black dormitory on Harvard or like or, or a separate graduation, whatever, because of and it all kind of starts off as sort of, well, yeah, I could I could want. I could see that or that uh, I'll buy that or that makes sense. But it devolves into just a full separation of races, which is what we're speeding right. toward now. So we're now hauling ass toward a completely separate, like, world society, you know, the, as a black man, as an Asian, as a whatever. We're just pulling everything apart. And, and as I always say, it, it then, it, it then BLM, she'll create a White Lives Matter thing. They already had a rally. You can go, oh, that's ridiculous, but it has to be. You can't, you cannot have this many of this without somebody going, you know, we're going to do our own thing then over here. And right. that's, that's where we're heading. By the way, in the name of unity or some, right. something with the politicians right. and yeah. the fucking unity. Yeah. I don't know what kind of fucking unity we're, we're talking about here. And then you have to get hold of all the nine year old white kids and teach them critical race theory and fucking make them angry that they're white and explain to them, you know, the sins of the past. It's, 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 it's a fucking recipe for disaster. I wish more people had the fucking balls to talk about it they don't there's a small group of people that are going to get rich off it everyone else is just scared shitless and that's that's where we're living right now yeah it is a, it's a scary slippery slope you know where it's like yeah if you just keep dividing things and keep pushing people apart like you said it's like that's not going to end well you know it's like the and, and just because you know like uh 
yes, it's like there's these historical, terrible, terrible things. But then the solution is not to take the pendulum too far back the other way. It's like uh, we always preach this like, you know, it's like uh, we're better if we're all working together and joking around with each other and like, you know, focusing on just being human beings, not like adding all these qualifiers constantly and just further segregating ourselves. Yeah, it's a. yeah, it is just a recipe for just for increased tension going uh, forward. I'll tell you who I blame. Mm. It's not Black Lives Matter, Al Sharpton, Obama, any of that. It's the uh, ladies' fitness gym, Curves. Excuse me? They started the whole fucking thing. Mm. They're like, oh, we need our own space for the fallopian <laughs> tubing. And you know what? We all went, oh, it seems sensible sure, to okay, us. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll make sense. Private. We'll sign yeah. off on that. Now look where we are. Look what we've done. Look what we've done. That is <laughs> that is such a funny, but also like so relevant. Like it is an interesting thing where like, you know, they'll have like the, the girl that wants to be not in the Girl Scouts, but wants to be part of the Boy Scouts. You know, mm-hmm. okay, well, we can let her in the Boy Scouts. But then like no one's like rooting for like, I want I want to be the guy in curbs. It's like, ah, get out of here, you fucking pervert. Go on, <laughs> yeah. beat it. And it's, like, it's like, no, but that's kind of the same, actually. Chris uh, is uh, Chris is meeting with the camera guys who are going to help us out in the studio with the cameras. So it's official business. Okay. Now we know. Well, let's tell this guy's to crack a tap water. 20, chillax tap water. for 18 minutes. 22 hours in the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? okay. Yeah, don't give him the good stuff. Yeah. I, I know. I will all right. never. All right. Go ahead. Well, One more, Gia Oh, Grad. good. Because, you know, with all of this divisive, I'm sorry, uh, both your grandmothers, divisive, divisive talk, divisive. you might want to head. You, divisive. Yeah, you might want to head to somewhere like Coeur d'Alene or, I don't know, maybe right outside Scottsdale to a bulletproof house owned by Steven Seagal. What? By the way, that house is up for sale. So this might be the most unique home in Arizona right now. Actor mm. Steven Seagal has listed his bulletproof home in North Scottsdale. It's a custom home. In case you thought maybe he was he was moving ready for him like that. Kaufman and Broad. <laughs> Twelve acres it's guard gated. It's the ironically named Carefree Ranch. Mm. Um, the estate is almost three thousand feet above sea level, overlooks Desert Mountain, uh, and of course the so wow, the floor nice. to ceiling windows are bulletproof. Uh, four bedrooms, a theater, a swimming pool, a spa, three car garage, a guest home. It's about nine thousand square feet, about three and a half million. If anyone's interested, mm, that's in my range. I just love it. I just love that Steven Seagal thinks anybody wants to kill him. Yeah, gated like, community, people, bulletproof well, windows. <laughs> well, I would argue that more more people just assume that he's already dead. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I got a couple of rebuttals. First yeah, off, rebuttals. I think he, <laughs> he's, one of his movies was called Mark for Death, right, I think. So right. he may be just living that life, right. running serpentine to the mailbox, yeah. you know. Yeah. Also, he's, he's in pretty deep with the Ruskies. Right. Yes. And they have a rich True. history of eliminating competition. Good point. You know what I'm saying? So my feeling is, is, this is a sweet pad I could hang in. Well, he's law enforcement. Think how many guys he's put away. That's right. Oh. He's going to come out and find them. You know them. what? I, he needs this place. I like the Seagal yeah. history. Yeah. I think that's a conversation piece when we're at dinner. I don't know what we do with all the just for men and the pillows. We're gonna the have Grecian to wo- formula? Yeah, we're going to have to work that one out. Yeah. Or maybe he can just pack that with him. Yeah, you take that okay, with him. Okay, that's good. So other than that, that was my only real issue. I get it. Drain the pool because that mixes in too. But I wanted to remind you guys of something. Now, we could sit here all day and make fun of Steven Seagal, and I'd love to, but... I stand by this. I've told you guys this many times. His album, Song from the Crystal Cave, that album rocks. Here is 
once again, one of my favorite songs from his actual album. I think it's called Girl, It's All Right. A lot of Native American decor in that house, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I genuinely like this song. You sweetened it up with enough background vocals. Look at the album cover. Hey, great. Oh, don't be a hater. <laughs> uh, the album cover's best. This might be played at my wedding. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Hasselhoff. There's a new melodic sheriff in town. His name is Steven Seagal. So anyway. How does Seagal get around the cultural appropriation? That was not what I expected. It's well, not bad. I was very scared. That was yeah. not bad. John he has a Mayer. much, John much Mayer better risk. voice yeah. than I expected. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> now, here's the thing about living in a house yeah. with bulletproof glass. At this point, are you hoping somebody shows up with a gun just so you can worth. kind of stand so. in the yeah, plate yeah. glass window in your bathrobe and Give look at him and like, dude, yeah. <laughs> take your coffee, oh, take yeah. a draw off your coffee. <laughs> Give him a salute. He pumps the shotgun and he's staring at you That's confused great. and sweaty. And Diplomatic yes. immunity. Do that move. <laughs> yeah. I think for sure. I mean, like you were in real estate for a while here and aren't there agents that are real estate agents that specialize in like bunkers? Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always, preppers and yeah, all that. Preppers. Yeah. yeah. I've but, always felt like you don't go that hard on prepping and not want the world to start to end. That's right. Because otherwise you've just wasted your time. That's yeah, right. That's you know, if you point. have the bunker and you have mm-hmm. the, the oxygen cleansing fan or whatever the hell it is and you got your water purification system and you got all these things and you do drills with your family. <laughs> You don't do that hoping no, things you want aren't it. going to just go to shit. Yeah, like yeah. if you if you tote that travel neck donut with you mm. through the airport, you have to fucking take a nap at some. I don't care if it's forty five minutes to Phoenix. <laughs> right. You go, fuck it. I'm closing uh, my eyes because I've been lugging this it. shit. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. yeah. He's waiting Same. to be attacked. That's right. <laughs> they want it. Uh, never happened. So he's moving. Yeah, yeah. He's moving to Fallujah. <laughs> and not only did you do all the prepping with the canned food and the bunker and the air filtration system and everything. You've been getting shit from your sister who lives in the Bay Area who's been calling you a fucking nut job for 17 years. How's the bunker, Dan? Yeah, and all you want is that last phone call. No, the scratching at the door. It's it's Cammie! Let us in! Yes. (laughs) Yes, it's Cammie from Redwood City! Let me in! (laughs) Well, that's funny. Redwood City, good call. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I can't get a disturbing image out of my head. I'm. So, I'm just because I'm a dirtbag. But when you talked about Steven Seagal like sipping the coffee and just letting the bullets hit the window, my brain immediately took it further and just like this weird show of manliness where then he just drops the robe and just masturbates. Well played. Right. If you, if you could fire. finish, if you could finish while people are shooting directly at you, that's yeah. that's, that's pretty manly. That's real man. <laughs> I would say that would add twenty minutes to most guys but there's a small percentage that it would shave a couple of minutes you know like ted nugent would definitely finish faster get the pants off faster heston would have uh finished faster there's a couple of guys that would have sped it it up all right let's bring it home gina grad you got it i'm gina grad and that's the news women am i right gina gina That was the news with Gina Grad. Dan Lindsay, Scared to Death, the name of the podcast, uh, available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, YouTube as well. Well, That was fun, man. That made me laugh. So uh, 
Uh, that, yeah, thanks, Travis. That was fun. This that was, was great. This was Lindsay's first press too, and I Ooh. thought she was very comfortable. Great like, job. Uh, That's yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah, natural. Different, you know. I, Thank you. Yeah, good job. It's high pressure All that environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I was really sweating. <laughs> yeah. Call your dad, tell him you got your hymen busted, and then pause and then say, (laughs) on press. Yes. Just to to put a little (laughs) step in him. All right. Thanks, you guys. I will uh, be able to feel it. Yeah. For joining us. Appreciate it. Thank All right. you. Thank you Thanks, so much. Last but not least, there is Geico. Do you own your renter home? Will you do one or the other? And, you know, it can be made uh, easy if you just get your bundle going at Geico. Just go to Geico.com. Take your homeowner's or your renter's insurance and get it together with your automotive policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around the house. So go to Geico.com. Get a quote and see just how much you could save and just how easy it could be at Geico. That is geico.com and get your bundle on. All right. Appleton, Wisconsin, Skyline Comedy Club, May 7th and 8th. Stand up and live pod there. So just go to amcroll.com. We're going to do Jam in the Van. And Brian, you can walk there. Awesome. That's uh, live. party in my place. Live pod. Yeah, live pod over there, man. Uh, May 22nd. It's fun. And uh, Golden Colorado, Buffalo Rose. Going to do some stand up and some live. Uh, Locks of Honors for him there. We're doing live pod as well. June. 18th, 19th, and until next time, this is Adam for uh, Gina and Bald and Philip and Dan and Lindsay saying mahalo. Shut the fuck up! Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Carolla. You can leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744. Gina Grad is with Teresa Strasser on the podcast Easy Listening. And you can catch Bald Brian on the phone belt. Also, check out the Water Cooler, another great offering from Corolla Digital. For tickets to see the Ace Band, books, movies, and everything else, go to adamcorolla.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary.